0: Tom?
1: Uh,
0: Hello? Hello! (laughs) Have I reached Tom here?
1: Uh, I am here.
0: Are you present? I'm
1: present. I'm single and ready to mingle.
0: Just
2: put it out there right off the bat.
1: You're
0: giving me a lot of Freddie
1: Mercury vibes today, like...
0: Tracksuit mustache, cute. <laughs> I really love living in a tracksuit mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I live my life through mustache-colored glasses. Yeah,
1: I kind of want you to like sing me a song and be my daddy.
0: Yeah, if you want to cry and bleed from your ears, then I'll happily sing for you. No, you should know better at this point. That's so nice of you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everyone, you've tuned in to. Do you queer what I quit uh, e uh, uh, r? Er. Uh. Um, this is
1: a very amazing special episode. We have our. Extra
0: special, just extra. (laughs) Yes, we have our extra guest, Andrew Gerza. We cannot Disability After Dark podcast. We cannot wait for you to hear this interview. Such a treat. We have some stuff before that, though. Yeah, because listen, we've been away for a while.
1: I know we missed you.
0: We missed you, and a lot has gone on in the world of the unfortunate type uh, in relation to queer news and queer politics. We've really dropped the ball. Yeah, correct. But here we are trying to pick the ball up, right? Well, I was holding other balls. I was dropping this ball. So typical you. Yeah. Um. But, so this is to say as well, this is uh, like a catch-up news corner. Um, a lot of stuff, hopefully, you, our listeners, have heard, but I think we should just reiterate. Yeah, of course. Since we've been gone, Q, since you've been gone, um, Brunei is an update that we should be giving um so let me just what's going on let me just give you some some brief knowledge there's an amazing article called inside the silent nation of brunei by bbc that just came out um so brunei is a small southeast asian country and it's one of the few quote absolute monarchies in the world so basically the sultan's authority is not constrained by politicians or parliament right Right. Say one of the few. One of the few. Yeah. yeah, 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 There's, there's not many left. As if they still exist. Yeah. Exactly. So Sultan um, Hassanel Bulkiya. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Hassanel Bulkiya is the prime minister, foreign minister, defense minister, finance minister, and the head of brunei
1: right i hope you're saying it wrong then
0: i am not he's all those things (laughs) right oh i see what you're saying (laughs) that's funny thomas um (laughs) this is probably shocking to no one but brunei was a british colony and then it was a protectorate of british rule essentially as fucking usual as fucking usual.
1: goddamn colonial rule imparts these goddamn fucking heinous violent things and then that country just sticks to it
0: yes absolutely so foreshadowing obviously what I'm about to say next sorry um no 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 so yeah so it was under British rule until 1984 and then it became a Malay Muslim monarchy um it's important to say because things can become rumors very quickly but it was already illegal to be gay um before this whole Mm -hmm. this whole controversy and travesty that just happened um but in April the Sultan unveiled uh what he called the Syriah penal code order or SPCO sounds like something you've had before. (laughs) Listen, I got the shot for it right after, so I don't (laughs) think it lingered. Um, But so basically what this is, what the SPCO is is a new interpretation of Islamic Sharia law. Um, So here are the laws that were unveiled on April 3rd, which um, received much backlash. Thank God. So offenses such as rape, adultery, sodomy, robbery, and insult or defamation of the prophet Muhammad carry the maximum penalty of death. Ooh. Yeah, doesn't say that here, but death by stoning was was one of the ways discussed death um, by stoning. How <laughs> modern I know right lesbian sex carried a different penalty of 40 strokes of the cane and or maximum of 10 years in jail. Sorry, I said carried it carries I mean present tense mm-hmm. um, the punishment for theft is amputation um, very old school those who quote persuade tell or encourage Muslim children under the age of 18 to quote accept the teachings of religions other than Islam are liable to a fine or jail. Uh, Last one, individuals who have not reached puberty but are convicted of certain offenses may be instead subjected to whipping. How kind. Very, very kind. Um, So due to the backlash in media, which I was so happy to see every single person queer or otherwise in my like social circle had responded to its celebrities etc had all responded to it um so thanks to that backlash the sultan they were
1: boycotting certain hotels that he owned is yeah. that right i'm gonna get to that oh, yeah
0: sorry. no no don't be um so the sultan had backed down saying that they will not enforce a death penalty and while this is obvious case for celebration it's still illegal they're not yeah. <laughs> just because they're not going to kill you doesn't mean you're not going to face all the other maximum penalties Um, It does still remain unclear what will happen, but the bottom line is that queers still face legal prosecution. Um, And this was, interestingly enough, the first time the Sultan had spoken since giving out these laws was to respond to the backlash. So Mm. if anything, we should take this as a silver lining of keep pushing, um, keep putting it in the media spotlight. Everyone keep using the hashtag Brunei or Eyes on Brunei. Um, Just follow it online as much as you can. So, before I get into the hotels that you just mentioned, I think it's important to say that gay sex is still a crime in 72 countries, according to Amnesty International, um, and is still punishable by death in eight of those 72 countries. So, eight countries? Yep. Yeah. That's down from 10 from two years ago. Correct. So, we still have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah what tom had just mentioned was uh there's a list of hotels that were owned or affiliated by uh the brunei government so basically by the sultan who is the entire government um and these hotels are the hotel bel-air in los angeles the beverly hills hotel those are some
1: serious hotels i know some serious famous i know
0: uh so yeah in beverly hills the dorchester in london uk 45 park lane in london uk coworth park in ascot uk uh, Le Meures in Paris, France. Please don't laugh at my pronunciation. Um, the... Oh, God, these are all French. Hotel Plaza Athenei in Paris, France. Um, the Hotel Eden in Rome. And the Hotel Principe di Savoia in Milan, Italy. Whoa, those are
1: serious hotels.
0: Yeah. Um, huge profit revenue... Uh, generators obviously for this for this nation yeah which is why like I guess if you need someone to speak you need to kill them in their capitalism right mm-hmm.
1: yeah it was great a friend of mine who's an uh, artist and an author and an activist mm-hmm. um, staged a like a, a yelling protest in one of the London hotels I'm not sure which one and the video you know he was you know escorted out with his friend, insecurity and the video went viral Mm -hmm. and just like little things like that there is things there are things for us to do exactly to help that aren't that hard that are still radical exactly so i I don't know i thought i
0: was really inspired by that very inspiring and just shows also like as much as we can do a lot online it it meant a lot for a physical body to be physically loud in that Mm -hmm. space right so we there's still there's still are things that we can do um so that was a like a little update. Eyes on Brunei. Um, it's been a while. I thought that we should just check in and we will continue to check in if slash hopefully when the situation changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, Tom, do you have an update?
1: Well, uh, I just wanted to touch on something that happened here locally in Toronto a couple of days ago. There was a rally at Queen's Park, uh, an anti-abortion rally, sorry an anti-choice rally. Right. Um, and I, guess, I suppose it happens every year and There's a lot of upsetting things about it. Uh, One of the most for me is that they bus in, like, Catholic school students to Mm -hmm. go and stand at this rally and support them. I just think that's really fucked up. It's horrifying. Like, I I know that I always go on this rant about how our Catholic schools are publicly funded, but that's where our public funds are going. Correct. To bus these fucking children into an anti-choice... Rally, Yeah. Which, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's violent yep. towards towards women. Yeah. It just, like, I know that I, that's really stupid of me to say, but...
0: Well, it, clearly we need to keep saying it. Yeah. Um.
1: It just goes to show, like, you know, we look around and we're... As many steps forward as we're taking mm-hmm. in so many facets, we are not in others. I'm really... Ontario, we're fucked right now. Correct. We are absolutely fucked. And there's, you know... We we can't deny it. We can't deny what's going on. Oosterhoff, uh, I know we've talked about him before, that twink. Sam Oosterhoff is, is the MPP of Niagara. Of Niagara. Of course. Um, Niagara West MPP. Mm. And so he said the words, he pledged at this anti-choice rally in Toronto uh, that he pledges to make abortion unthinkable. Mm-hmm. This politician is, mm-hmm. what I don't know, 21 or mm-hmm. something some Twinkie-ass little fuck. Mm -hmm. And this is what he's saying. He wasn't the only one up there. There were other MPPs up there, too. I will say that, you know, when it was brought up to Doug Ford, our premier, um, he sort of, like, tossed it off. But he didn't outwardly come out against it, which is, like, incredibly problematic. I'm getting this from global news right now. But... um, so what happened is when they returned to the question period, the issue was brought up from the NDP asking Ford if he supported a woman's right to choose. And Ford was also asked if he supported the views of these three MPPs that were standing up there, led by Osterhoff, And he didn't answer the question and referred it to Energy Minister Greg Rickford. <laughs> and Rickford avoided addressing the questions. Surprise, surprise. Uh, instead of pivoting to a number of talking points including fighting the federal carbon tax. That's a whole other fight. Um... But, uh, so the interim liberal leader, John Fraser, told Global News that it was completely unacceptable what had happened in that question period. Yeah. um, And that it was an insult to the member and all women in this province.
0: Well, we need to start paying attention to, and we've said this before, but to the fact that uh, the Ford government's uh, funding comes from a lot of these uh, Christian organizations, more more extremist Christian organizations. And so, like, whether or not you answer that question, it does not fucking matter because we know the truth. Like, it's not, we're not going to be like, oh, but Listen, guys, like he didn't really say it. Like, no, fuck that. Like, the proof is in the fucking pudding and this is happening and we need to be fucking angry. Um, and Tom, can I just say too, I don't want to step on your toes. No, if no. you were just going step here, but away. this is not uh, an isolated incident. This isn't happening in a vacuum. And in the United States, in the past little while, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Ohio had all already passed what they called heartbeat bills, which basically is that um, up until six weeks when the baby's heartbeat bor- form, sorry. Uh, Past that, it will be illegal to have an abortion and women could even be charged with murder. Um, so then most uh, recently, Georgia um, just passed this. Their Georgia's government uh, governor, sorry, Brian Kemp, just signed the fetal heartbeat bill, which is going to take effect January of 2020. So let's all shout at that. Let's all um, be, as, be as active and angry against that. Hopefully we can make a change. And even more alarming still is that Alabama, <clears throat> there's talk in Alabama now that they're just going to sign a flat-out... Um, bill to make it illegal like not even six weeks like no leeway no anything just no abortion whatsoever so like you said earlier steps forward yeah but it feels like we're walking up a steep incline with fucking olive oil all over it and we're just sliding right back down like I think that there's a lot we have to do or we're becoming more and more polarized yes correct and the point is
1: that like this is we're talking about this on a queer podcast because it just goes without saying that we're feminists yeah and that this is a feminist issue this isn't a a partisan issue no it's a human rights issue right exactly so we're not coming like this isn't a political this isn't a political rant this isn't a political um undertaking Mm -hmm. that we're talking about this is basic human rights exactly what you said yeah
0: and i think that um it just goes to show that complacency is like the devil's bedfellow if that's not a saying then i'm just gonna make it up because we (laughs) we really can't we really really can't at this point stop because we're gonna look back and um what's going to be the right side of history and yeah. i think most of our listeners know the answer to that um but downer news corner <laughs> is inappropriate at this time because we have such a fucking amazing episode this and we episode s- sparkles yes and we have some really exciting news also so our website is live if you yeah. go to do you do queer, you queer? Dot .com fucking check it out instead of saying like follow us on this this yeah. and that go to do you can just see it all it collates all the of our color social media it's so good shout out to Luke our web developer did an amazing job what a gem like happy birthday we love you <laughs> you're beautiful um Check that out. Please rate, review, and subscribe to I know. this podcast. You're so
1: tired of us hearing that and everyone. We're going to
0: keep saying it. We're, keep um, saying it. Um, we're also now everywhere that you can find podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, on Google Play, why not, on all of the apps. Um, just follow us. Leave those little reviews. Um, but more importantly, you should rate, review, and subscribe to <laughs> Andrew Gersa's Disability yeah. After Dark. Totally. Because you're about to hear from Andrew who is phenomenal and who was just recently nominated for a Canadian uh, podcast awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has created the hashtag. Hashtag hashtags.
1: disabled people are hot, famous hashtag.
0: He has t-shirts that you should definitely buy to support. He's this amazing initiative to help give funding to people, disabled people who can't afford that shirt. So please donate to that. Um, this guest just really shows us how to do it. Yeah. Just o- doing the right thing all um, across the board,
1: and I we are not worthy of, of talking with him. No, we're really to be not. Perfectly honest.
0: Pepper might be worthy.
1: Pepper, uh, which as much as I hate Jesse, mm-hmm. I did want to point something out to you and to our listeners, Elliot. Before we move forward, Pepper is of course Pamela's child. Yes. Um, they observe all of the pronouns. Mm-hmm. They are gender non-binary um, and fluid and creative. And, fluid, and, and yeah, gender yeah. creative. Thank you. Uh, But it should be said that Pepper was named, like, um, what's the word, immaculately? It came to Jesse in a dream. Right. That the cat, that Pamela's uh, child, should be named Pepper. And we just, we loved it so much that we thought it was perfect.
0: Well, Jesse came to us, and we were waffling on a name. And Jesse was like, listen, um, in my dream, Pamela said to me, their name has to be Pepper because Pepper is small and spicy, Mm -hmm. um and full of flavor and it's just that's perfect and that is what pepper is right
1: let it be let it be known that i pepper is not spicy but jesse's white from sudbury so so
0: pepper is the spiciest thing he's ever eaten basically (laughs) you can you can uh check out andrew (laughs) just giving the rundown of what pepper's vibes are at the end of this episode and also head on over to our instagram at Dickwick to check out pepper's look for this week (laughs) and fucking leave a comment there and just tell pepper how much you love them
1: Oh, without further ado, we are so excited to, for you to listen to this next segment. Please give it up for Andrew Gerza. Hi,
2: Andrew. Hi. How are you? I'm so happy to have you in my in my studio. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being so portable and flexible and all the
1: things. Oh, Elliot's always flexible. I'm very portable and flexible.
2: I can't. You're a porta potty. Yeah, I can't. Wow.
0: Listen, I'm not going to out myself this fast but I'm, I'm not going to
2: say that I'm not that either So it's fine It's fine, there's solidarity in it. being porta a potties I get it, it's sit on my kin. face, it's okay Exactly,
0: yeah. maybe at a construction site Maybe
2: right? in a forest
0: Yeah, football field adjacent Bathroom, no one bathroom I mean, accessible bathroom accessible. Yes. I love it Lining pride as well Andrew this yes. feels like it's a long time in the making yeah we've had many people be like why the fuck haven't yeah. you had Idiot. i heard why about this he, you yeah. know
2: what that's how i got i'm kind of on that's how you got on my radar because chris suji was like why mm-hmm. haven't you talked to andrew yet mm-hmm, and yeah. so because I, I didn't know who you were until I, I looked until that tweet came through and i was like okay this is cool like this is awesome that <laughs> Torontonians want me Like want us to go together This one's a, It's a really neat collab The people have spoken Yeah the Truly. people have spoken Truly. Jeremy
1: Sanders was the one Who told us about you too Yeah That's
2: awesome No he Saunders he, He's Saunders. fantastic And I want to do things To him with my mouth So um, does Yeah How's it going people, Jeremy yeah. for listening Hey Hi
0: Hey Jeremy <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You begrudgingly would do things
0: With your mouth I Usually begrudgingly do things With my Friday, mouth also amazing
1: Yeah so. I, Yeah yeah. I would do things to Bridie then, and you guys can have Jeremy. Thank you, by I visibility.
0: Mean,
2: yeah. Oh, I feel, well then, great. I support that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: between, the, between the three of us. We got
1: you, we got you covered. We got you covered. Anyway, this is off track. <laughs> Here we are off with Andrew Gerza. Hello. Andrew, can you introduce yourself and what it is, uh, what is that you do, slash who you are? Sure,
2: my name is Andrew Gerza. I am a disability awareness consultant and crippled content creator, and I am the host of Disability After Dark, the podcast Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability. Yay! It feels so cool to watch it in the flash. I love it. That's (laughs) how I do it. That's how it it happens right there. Um, And I do work around sexuality and disability specifically around queerness because we don't talk about that enough, especially in Toronto. There are so many queer, disabled people that no one takes note of and around the world, too. Like, I love my show because it isn't just Toronto-based. I talk to people from all over the world about sex and disability, and they come to me and say, oh my god, I love your show, like, can I be on it? Or can we have a discussion? Or can I write you a letter? And can you read on, like, to know the reach of the show, again, that I do for my bedroom, like, and I think no one listens. And to know that people are listening and, like, v- genuinely listening is like, wow! So, I mean, I love what I do, because it's one of a kind. Truly. Yeah.
0: I have it's, so many, yeah. so many questions. Before we get into kind of your contemporary stuff, can you give us a bit of your queer history or how you came to understand I your own realize clearness? that I like to suck dick yeah, yeah. that's um, what we want yeah
2: well I knew I wanted to suck dick when I was five years old because do you remember <laughs> the cartoon Robin Hood of course the Fox yeah I was yeah. In, oh I true was, I yeah. had a crush on him that I could never put into words right but it was real and deep and for real. He had a yeah. shirt on and no pants. He was his basically like, out, like... I don't know if he hair. had a dick though, Andrew. I don't... I'm pretty sure he did. In my <laughs> brain, did. And he had chest hair and he was masculine, which made me like... Ah.
1: <laughs> he was masculine in like a femi sort of which way too. Which, yeah. was yeah. Yeah. which made
2: me like, I'm all about this. Whatever yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm for it. Awakening. Yeah. So that's how I knew when I was... Like I knew that, okay, this is different. And then when I was six years old, I was swimming with with a swim instructor and he must have been about 18 and I was like 6 or between 6 and 8 and I'm in this pool with him and I said to him, I love someone in the the pool and he pointed to everyone and finally he got to him and I said, well, I love you and he goes, what do you mean you love me? and I was like, well, I I love you and I didn't know what it meant and I didn't know how to word it and he was like, oh, and him being 18 and weirded out, like gave me off to a parent was like, bye, I'm going to disappear. Oh, no. <laughs> and so Jeez. I never saw him again this after that. Sweet and horrifying yeah. story. <laughs> so, like, and then I kind of knew, but then I really knew when I was about, like, when you're about 11 and start masturbating, I knew for sure that, that I was queer, because Uncle Jesse was the thing that I was into, man. Yep. Oh, Uncle Jesse, I got it.
1: We must be the same age. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. John <laughs> Samos, then and now, like... Let's do things
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean surely even now Like that like, man got hotter After house. 20 years Yeah
2: Like what the fuck I'm all about yeah. it
1: Please fuller up my house Can
2: we Can he have a full Like I'll watch him do porn John Stamos <laughs> You need the money I know you do Yeah Yeah listen yeah. John Stamos
0: This episode's directly for you like, right it, John Stamos Stop it Like the college scandal
2: man I know, you're bo- I know you're broke I know that Aunt Becky Ruined your life So just oh my <laughs> God, Come I on over to so, my-
0: so timely I love it <laughs> This is a very very apt call uh, uh, May I interrupt
2: Yeah Yes.
1: yes. I would love to know what everyone's color is today. Yes, yes, yes. Just because I feel like it's a nice way to check in emotionally
2: yeah. with each other. That feels very ab fab. It it very much is. It feels yeah. very Adena Yeah. monsoon. Um uh, my color today. Oh, that's a good question. Um Elliot, would you like to go first?
0: Sure. Um my color today is like milk with blood in it. Um oh. <laughs> Yeah. I Dawn's never said milk. it I never said it was gonna be good or fine. Um,
2: is that more of color or texture? What, I don't. Yeah, it can so be there's, both, a, there's think, a lot yeah. following from.
0: But like, yeah. picture like milk with a few drops of blood. Maybe you've stirred your finger. That's so gross. But why? Um, <laughs> so I feel like okay. I feel like maybe uh, there's. I'm going through some some inner pain right now, yeah. and also um, milk represents like blank slate kind of. So it's like I'm trying to move forward, and the past is a little bit tugging at my shoulder. Um, and when you drink me, like, I might quench your thirst, but I'll also make you flemmy, like, and taste a little irony. So I'm not, like, in my best, <laughs> I'm not in my best, like, metaphysical form. Why
2: am I supposed to do that? How do no, you follow I, that up? What the fuck?
0: Don't worry,
1: Andrew, you can just say purple and leave it at that color, name. yes, that's true. Tom, maybe what's your color? I'm so sorry. My color is like a, like a, a blinding steel. <laughs> like, um... <laughs>
2: I can't just say purple, I can't...
1: Like, you know when you look at, like, a, like any kind of metal and it's in the sun and it, like, blinds your eyes? No! I just feel like...
2: Because <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life!
1: <laughs> Instantly blinded from steel? I just want, like, I have no color, I'm drab. Like, I just feel drab <laughs> and dirty and disgusting, but, like, bright and, like, and um, violent at the same time. Cool.
0: I don't know if you and I are coming into this with the right energy right now. No, it's the right energy. I'm you good. You guys need good. to have
2: angry sex with somebody and like, get some these feelings out. Yeah, it's have, like, true. like a I really mean, rough masturbation session and like yeah. fix some moments. Yeah. Some bloody oh, milk. Like bloody sex. milk and blinding like, so, steel. Yeah. Like, what yeah. That's our new <laughs> ASMR podcast. <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> to every do. week. Um, my color is purple. <laughs> please explain excellent i you don't, I don't have, have an explanation i wanted yep. to just like totally switch it up from the weird like super dramatic thing to youtube but uh, yeah. it's
0: everything we need to offset that us, that went queer
1: full circle yeah it's yeah. true yeah, your was answer perfect. was the
0: queerest answer yeah exactly yeah. When uh, our drama is normative, which it always is. Bloody milk, bloody dear God. stealing
2: bloody like, <laughs> geez, we, That's the title of this episode right there. If you're going to title it, that's it right there. I want people to listen. <laughs> they need to hear
0: what you have to say. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, let's get back into this. Okay. A little bit back into it. So we have some queer awakening. We have some queer history. Um there's a lot of things that you're gonna have to obviously repeat for our listeners as right, well I'm ready. Yep. Um, but I'm warning a little bit uh, talking about your disability counseling how you how you came to that how that intersects with your queerness maybe. yeah uh,
2: that intersects with my queerness because I finished school I have an MA in legal studies from Carleton U and I was gonna do law and disability and that was my plan I watched law and order all through my youth and I thought if I go to law school I can get to do that and then I realized that Canadian law is extra boring and <coughs> totally isn't that. <laughs> and then I also realized as I was doing my degrees that the way the law talked about disability was really horrible and really bad and really ableist and super problematic. And then I was like, I want to talk about this queer part of myself and I want to talk about why no one is talking about being queer and disabled and why is no one really doing that. And so I realized when I got out of school and I started saying I want to do consulting, is there a job you can give me for that? Everyone was like, well that's not a job, that's a hobby. That's not a real thing. That's a hobby. So find a real job. And the only job we can give you because you're disabled is you you can work at a call center or you can flip burgers or you can do something really menial. And I was like, I have all this education. Why Mm -hmm. would I do that? Mm -hmm. And I I didn't want to do a PhD because I was like, that's seven more years to maybe get a job at the end. I don't want to do that either. So I was like, well, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to do my own thing. And so I decided to call myself a disability awareness consultant, which I stole that from somebody somewhere years ago. And they were using it to talk about accessibility. And I was like, no, I want to use the word awareness to talk about what disability feels like and how it feels to be disabled and what what is the emotional component of that and how does that feel? And so I literally went on Vistaprint and made up a card that I had no idea what it was, put my name on it and said, okay, I guess I'm this guy now. Like, I guess this is what I... and started handing it out saying, hi, here's what I do. And so it just kind of fe- I, it fell into my lap, but talking about being queer was a big part of it. And so I would cold email like the HuffPo and the Advocate and say, Hi, I'm queer and disabled and I septic for fun and I have a story. Can I write a piece for you? Just really putting myself out there without knowing if they would reject me or not. And then HuffPo said, Sure, write a few pieces for us. We'll see if it goes well and we'll give you a profile. And so they did. And they liked a few of my things and so they weren't paying at the time, which I was like, Oh fuck, come on. But <laughs> damn it. It was exposure at that point I had no idea what I was doing and I wanted exposure and Huffpo was Huffpo. So I was like, Well that's a really big deal and mm-hmm. so I kinda cultivated my fr- my name as like somebody really outspoken there and started using the word triple in, in those pieces and started really and then I would email the advocate and say, I have a story here, can I do that? And then I would just f- for a long time, I mostly did writing. I didn't do podcasting. I just did writing because I was like, I can write. I don't have that way. I don't have to produce anything. I can just write a piece and then we're done. But then I really quickly realized writing was hard. And sometimes you don't want to sit in front of a blank screen and try to think the words. Yeah. It's a horrifying feeling. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. And I had just done years of it, like thesis writing, and I had done that. So I was like, okay, well, I can, I can still write when I want to, but I want to see what is happening in podcast land. And I looked up to see if there were other podcasts that were talking about disability. And there were shows that would do disability law. There were shows that would do disability justice and access stuff. But none of them did sex. And I was like, well, that's silly. Why aren't there. Like, Again, there were shows that talked about sex that would do one or two episodes, like special on disability. And I was like, well, that's great. But where's, like, the one show yeah. dedicated mm-hmm. to all of this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I very quickly realized that I could do that. So I. Went to my dad's a musician, so I, I went to my dad and I was like, "I'm stealing a mic. I'm gonna. Can you buy me an app? Thank you so much." And so he did. <laughs> and then, like, I just start. I really built a studio in my house. I was like, "Okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now." Having no idea how to create a podcast, no idea what content would sound like or look like. I just was like, "I have things to say. Here's the show."
0: Amazing.
1: And so, how long has it has it been on now? Um,
2: this iteration. There was one before that that I had to kill because I had to change the brand. Mm. Uh, so that the first one was about six... I want to say six months. This one has been about two and a half years, so almost three. Wow. In September, it'll be three. Um, which Congratulations. Is, that's a lot yeah, of work. Well, oh, thank you. Weekly a, also, yeah. right? It's a lot of work, and you know I'm really proud of it because it was nominated for a Canadian Podcaster Award recently. So, again... Jesse, clap. Clap, Jesse. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Futter. No, but it, I mean, again, having a show about disability, you don't think anyone's going to listen. I don't, I, and I still do it, and I get about you know, 700, 800 listens per episode on the first week, and I'm like, I don't think you're listening. I just do it and hope that somebody thinks my stupid show is funny. And like, but to know that it's creating an impact in that community and outside, mm-hmm. people without disabilities are saying, like, I listen to your show and I learn something. So that it, the next time I, I see somebody with a disability that I'm attracted to or I have questions, I know how to do it without coming off like an asshole. Right.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I have so many questions and I'm trying to hone this in because I want to get to some like nice meaty storytelling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so meaty, meaty, eh? Very, very meaty. Stories like,
2: about how I suck dick like a champ. Yes. <laughs> champ, dick champ dick sucker. Champ dick sucker.
0: Coming right up. I'm really curious first though about um, the politics of language around disability and like is it evolving it's probably like an enormous question to answer I'm just wondering like I can give um, you, I'll
2: give you a sound bite Yeah, bite yeah. um, is it evolving I think in the disability community it's evolving I use cripple a lot in my language and I know it's offensive and I know it's, it was derogatory and I know it can be derogatory but I use that to make a point to be like this is me fucking deal with it it's like when gay guys say faggot I know what they're, they're using it as a political mm-hmm. like Reclamation. Yeah, to be like, this is mine, fuck you, you can't have this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not shy about that. Same with queer. So on my chest, like, I don't have my shirt off, but I have a a tattoo that says queer cripple right there. Amazing. And I love it because it's mine, and I put it, and I remember the the tattoo artist was like, do you really want this on your body? And I was like, yep, keep going. Yeah, (laughs) I really do. And so, like, I'm, I'm really proud of that because every time I fuck a dude, they have to look at that, and they have to, like, see that this is who this is who i'm with right now mm-hmm. somebody who totally knows who they are and gives no fucks. like that's
0: fucking hot Fucking yes i that's mean amazing. Uh, <laughs> pretty much thank you we <laughs> we both have faggot tattooed on us yeah well yeah. actually all three of us Where? Have faggot tattooed. my pants aren't off right now b- but if if they b- were, b- i mean mine is like here i can show you after yeah please. Do. and um we had a girl who like this girl was doing it who's our bartender at the time and so at work we were like, can you mock up the design? Wait, and you say our bartender as sorry, if Dick Wick has had
1: a bartender? That's not the case. We worked
0: at a place. Thank you with the bar. Um, so this girl's sitting there. Shout out to Vic. She does all yeah, of our graphic design, amazing. all of her everything. everything. Um, on our on our literal asses. Literal yeah. asses. She's just writing faggot again and again. It looks like she's just hate criming like multiple <laughs> times. Like,
2: it's funny because my next one that I want to get is a. Uh, Tom of Finland type tattoo but I want the guy to be a leather man in a wheelchair oh my God, yes. and that's my ne- that's like I'm, I'm literally just before you got here I was talking to, I was emailing tattoo artists being like so can you draw this like are you good at this because I really want this on my body like really soon so that's my next I can't wait that's you awesome. should have them come,
0: come here and you should podcast while you do Oh, that's a yeah. great I mean, really really yeah. great
2: also my poor body my poor yeah. nipples wouldn't be able to handle the yes. pain you might that's be thin.
0: screaming the whole podcast is just one be long like, scream ASMR <laughs> 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 next level <laughs>
1: I'm wondering what challenges uh, in the queer community exist uh, surrounding ableism in Toronto.
2: Wow, do you have seven hours? <laughs> yeah,
0: straight <laughs>
1: up.
2: I know, I'm sorry. I know that's such a like, How many question, virgin, like, Okay, well, again, okay. The biggest thing right now is Toronto's infrastructure, especially in the gay village, is not accessible. Absolutely. That's one. Like, all the bars where I want to go, particularly, and I'll name it because I don't fucking care. Please. The Black Eagle is a bar that I respect, but also really have issues with because I can't get in
1: it's just six stairs, and whatever, they
2: yeah. refuse to make it accessible because they said well we've had wheelchair users come in the past and I'm like well you haven't had me so mm-hmm. technically your bar is not accessible but I can't right. get my big chair in your bar is not accessible right and they've told me that I, that they, they're not gonna do anything because of the money and the time and they give me all the bullshit every single bar in Toronto will give me that line and it's like that's not fair that isn't okay because if any other bar turned any, any of us away cause just because we were queer, we'd be up in arms. We'd right. have, it would be a war because how dare you? But the minute I call it out as a disabled queer person, I am the bad guy and I'm the guy raising trouble because... So there's that issue. And then if, if I can enter the space, if I can actually get my chair in, the other issue is that it's not emotionally accessible. So if I go into the space and all the good-looking guys are in a corner with each other and I want to go in there and talk to them, they will disperse faster than they would talk to me, so it's like, well, great. So I'm here, I spent all that money and time to get here, and now no one's talking to me, so why am I why am I here? Mm-hmm. So it's about physical access, but it's even more so about like, emotional access and how, how white, cis, able-bodied gay men, t- whether it's in Toronto or another big city, don't really care about disability. They don't care about it because it doesn't affect them, and the sad thing is that it will affect them, and when they need somebody to help them down that pathway, even though they weren't there for me, I'm going to be there for them. So, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you should be, you know, supporting me. And so I say this to all these dudes that they can't deal with the fact that I'm in a wheelchair. It's like, well, when the time comes for you and you need support, I'll still be there for you. So, like, it's it really upsets me when our communities, we claim to be all about love and positivity and yeah. blah, blah. But really, if you're outside of the i I I don't have a six pack and I, my dick's not the hugest. Then i then we don't pay attention to you. Yeah, and that's you're here. I mean, mm-hmm. my dick is giant, so I don't have a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just really sad that like that like anybody who might be a little bit overweight or might be perceived to have a different body shape is given the out. It's like that's not fair. How dare we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you talk a lot too about ableism as hiding and as kind of showing itself in these like little circumstances for you and I was wondering if you had any like I mean it's it's an, obviously an enormous issue but any few little tactics to reveal it or to kind of confront it like to not leave it
2: dormant I th- maybe I think the way that it gets revealed is when somebody asks me about my disability and I tell them about ableism and they get mad right away mm. that's how I know it happened to me yesterday I was somebody, somebody messaged me and said well why can't I see you as an inspiration can you teach me and I went okay, I'll try. So I, I was telling him about, you know, I don't... Uh, inspiration porn and how that feels and I don't like this. And, and so he then I said, you know, you're having ableist thoughts and I have them too and that's okay. And he goes, well, I'm not ableist. How dare you say that? And I was like, well, you see, the problem is that you are and you're not listening to me. Instead of listening to me, you're shutting me down. So I blocked him because I was like, fuck you, I don't have time for this. But it's like... So I guess the way you reveal it is you just let people... Just let people talk about disability for two seconds, and their ableism won't come out, whether they mean it to or not. It's there, yeah. and it isn't a bad thing. It's just something we have. Just like how racism isn't necessarily a bad; it's not always done with malicious intent, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And if we don't address that it, it's there, with for all of us, then we're not doing our, We're not being fair to ourselves. Like all of us can be racist, all of us can be ableist. We all can do it. We all have done it. And we all will continue to do it. It's just about when we when we're called in or out to not blow off the handle to be like, oh, sorry, I fucked up there. Like, same with, with all the trans stuff right now. If somebody says to you, my pronoun is this, and you deliberately like use another pronoun, that's the problem. But if you make a mistake, genuinely they'll be like, okay, you know, try again, don't worry, that's great. Yeah. I've done that. I have a lot of friends with different pronouns, and I fuck it up all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My very first thing is to be like, oh, sorry. The same thing should be with disability. You can, You can fuck it up as long as you're learning as long as you're willing to learn to try harder and that's I think with ableism we have to remember that it's a real thing and it's not a bad thing it's just a thing we have to be really hypervisual about especially in like communities where if I get naked with you and suck your dick I'm more I am more vulnerable so that's okay but don't pretend like you're not ableist just like how I can be the same way
1: yeah Mm -hmm. wow
0: yeah for real Um, can we talk about Dick sucking shit sure. now. I'm so excited. <laughs> sure.
2: What's your favorite kind of dicks to suck? My wow, <laughs> that is a, that is a that's ah. a vi- that's a hot, tough question. Um, I like that that's it, tougher exactly. for you. Yeah, yeah. I like because um, I, I I've spouted that ableism speech like 7,000 times.
0: Yeah, uh, and I don't want to keep making you say things you've said. No, I haven't, I
2: haven't, I haven't, I have, it on, blo- I have it on, like, lockdown. Um, but the, the favorite dick I like to suck, that's, I like thick dicks. Mm-hmm, I like some, mm-hmm. I like some girth mm-hmm. from a penis that I'm sucking. Um, I like all types really, though. I like uncut or nice, as long as it's taken care of properly. Um, because <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yes unfortunately Elliot, yep. are you listening?
2: i don't have smegma so i've told you before i wow. clean, I keep a clean
0: shop everybody thank you very much well wow. it happened yeah. it's normal oh, anyway i'm you. sorry anyway it
2: does happen on. and i support it's happening i also support that i don't want to put my mouth on that if it's happening to you right now absolutely not um okay but i like you know i like i just girth and somebody who knows how to like is confident in their dick abilities, whether mm-hmm. it's a big dick, dick or not. Like, like, if they're happy with their dick, I'm happy with them. Great.
0: Know how to use it. Yeah. I love it. I recently discovered this fetish that, again, like, not kink shaming. Um, it was upsetting to, to witness, but it's this fetish where this is not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> oh, there's dear. a thing. I don't know how many layers are to this fetish, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, guys who say they're straight or, like, straight men who want, like, quote-unquote, like, fags to suck their dick, but they purposely don't clean their smegma, so that like, fags have to like, clean their smegma dick. Oh no! Um, listen, I had to witness it, so now you all have to experience but, that but as well. Why That's you the to, most
1: why Elliot thing I've ever why heard. Do you to,
2: why did you have to witness it?
1: Elliot's one of those people, like, he has to see everything. If there's a speeding train coming at him, he's going to step in the way of that train just to experience the train hitting
0: him.
2: You'll also experience your death. I don't understand why, like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, witnessing that fetish was, like, dying and coming back to life, so very, very apt. Well, Tumblr is a hell of an app, and you can just be, like... Looking at memes and RIP Tumblr, though.
1: Yeah,
2: RIP Tumblr. There is
0: still some porn on there. Trust the algorithms. I I had
1: a favorite folder save, and some of it still exists. Yeah, the algorithms are slow and clunky.
0: Um, Also, kind of homophobic, if I'm going to be honest, but that's not news. Um, Yeah, so you can be like looking at like a little Miss Muffet meme, then be like, faggots cleaning Smegma. Like, it's right there, it's like very direct. (laughs) Right? <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? not king-shaming. I'm not yucking your job, no. I'm happy for you. If that's what gets you <laughs> off, go Elliot, for We support it. you. We support you.
0: Listen, I feel very supported and I really appreciate that. This. this is a very safe
2: space. However, if we ever hang out again, I'm not watching with you. <laughs> Now
0: I
1: kind of, I w- to be honest, I kind of want to see it. But.
0: I might bring a projector and just project it onto your wall. I'm um, like...
2: okay with that. It's totally fine.
0: <laughs> listen, it, listen. Life's full of experiences. Okay. No one is like, schmagma faggot shaming you. Let's here. just take a look at. Okay, listen. Wow. And <laughs> um, what about kinks? What about like fun kinks that you have? Um,
2: I like being dominated mm. by somebody. Who I, like who I feel safe with? I like being told what to do because in my life with it with my attendant care and the way that I receive care from. People every day, I'm, 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 they help me get up, they help me do all these things, and so I don't, I have to give them control, so I, I, I like when I can also do that in a, a sexual space, and I predominantly work with sex workers to get laid right now, because grinders is ridiculous, and mm-hmm. the apps are dumb, and people are stupid, and I just, mm-hmm. I'm tired of it, and so when you pay somebody for those two hours, they can be whoever the fuck I want them to, and it's, I'm like, I build a rapport with these workers where we're friendly enough that now, when they come over, it's like just hanging out with a friend. Yeah, I paid you money, but we, they know what to do. And there's a comfort level there, and there's a feeling of, like, if I sleep with this person, it doesn't feel weird. There, ha- there doesn't have to be emotions attached. You mm-hmm. can just mess around, and it can be OK, and that's OK. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really also enjoy working with sex workers. I don't know if that's a kink, but I really enjoy it, because it's like I have agency over my sex now. I've put the money down. I've decided to do this. This is for me. And so I've been doing that now for about two years. And they've been up and down. Some sex workers are great, and some are not so great. But the the core kind of harem of, of gentlemen that I have harem <laughs> to have of gentlemen that I work with they're they're like they're your buddies, and so I, I see them every couple of weeks, and it's really nice to like have a group of people that yes, they're working, but it doesn't matter. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're friends and we're hanging out. So it I guess maybe that's a kink. I um, can yeah. see
0: that. Was it easy to find? Like, uh, sex workers in the city, or is it kind of something that's still
2: difficult to access? Um, just because I don't know who's listening, I'm not going to say where I put it. No, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But online, one would said. I mean, you just type in. It was pretty easy. It okay, didn't right. take okay. long at okay. all. <laughs> like It was like, boom, boom, there's a website, and we're done. Uh, but no, I mean, I guess another kink I have is leather. I like leather. Mm. I, like, I like somebody who's competent, whether that means they're femme or masters. I don't care. Somebody who's like... I am me, deal with it. That's, mm-hmm. like, my kind of person because it's like, yeah, good for you. So that's a kink. Um, I realize that I enjoy deep-throating somebody. I was
0: just listening to that.
2: <laughs> and I, I enjoy them face-fucking me really hard mm. and it kind of hurting a little bit, but mm-hmm. also not in a bad way. Really, all right. No, I'm the same. I love it. It's really... I enjoy taking dick really hard. Yeah. And being, like choked out Uh uh-huh it's so good it's good time don't have a full
0: stomach though is all i'm gonna say beforehand okay what (laughs) well i'm just saying when there's less
2: (laughs) opportunity for it to come
1: i love the honesty fellas
2: do you like getting face fucked no (laughs) No. what have you almost aspirated on when you
0: multiple things um probably lots of beer and like dinner you know just like just things that beer and dinner yeah like just like
2: have you ever brought
0: up bloody milk No I should try that though Thank you I should stay on brand
1: I threw up on a dick one time um, Because I'm terrible at sucking dick And I actually don't like it at all but one time I threw up as he was ejaculating. Oh. And so he thought that my throw up, like he ejaculated my vomit. Oh no! And so he was like, oh my god, call an ambulance! And then I started crying, I was
2: like, no, it's me! It's me! <laughs> go to the shower! It's me!
1: And so it was just all terrible.
2: <laughs> Why isn't that in Call Me By Your Name? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> oh god, Why
0: did they cut that scene well, those
2: scenes? The <laughs> real, just true to
0: life, shit, that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Right there, <laughs> Army Hammer needs to call you. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, also deep throating is like a like. I know you don't like it, but it's definitely something you can work towards. So what do you
2: like? You don't like deep throating? Uh, no, I uh, no. Are you a happy bottom then? With what, like, um, or a top? No, or I- changes left?
0: with the seasons.
1: I do. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. No,
2: I like like I like choking, and
1: I like uh, but I like being the choker. Okay, and like I like being the face fucker, mm-hmm. and the rimmer.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of selfish. You're the riddler of the gay community.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I amazing. Cheap. That's really. I hot. support
2: the rimming. Rimming is for me. It's a, that's actually a really accessible sex act because I don't have to do anything. I just lie there and they sit in my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I just go to town. I don't. I don't have to move. Yeah. So it's
0: actually. That's kind of yeah. That's super accessible. accessible. I love face sitting. It's very very hot. <laughs> Tom also so like in the autumn. Tom is usually a bottom. Is uh, how it happens. An autumn bottom. An autumn bottom.
2: (laughs) I'm curious how you have you learned these things about Tom.
0: Well, we we've like hooked up. We've like gay friendship. Oh, friendship. Yeah, Yeah. like gay friendship. Like queer, like sex. Right. Yeah. Um. Also, like. But you've never fucked me. No, I've never fucked you. You've fucked me though, on our friends' like ADHD medication. This
2: podcast is really (laughs) real. (laughs) Really fast.
0: also like through this podcast like there's nothing that we now don't know about each other
2: yeah pretty much um, so when you <laughs> puked on the guy was it Elliot no no, no it wasn't. I
0: wish it was me because that's fucking hilarious yeah so been great
2: <laughs> uh, no it was it such was a good like, friend yeah. <laughs> your friend is traumatized in and you're over there laughing <laughs>
0: It's very, very on brand.
2: Best friends forever. Yeah. It's a Hallmark Just card. Like, puke
1: on each other's dicks. It's the new, like, like Blood Brothers pact. <laughs> Bloody
2: Milk Brothers. Oh! oh. Bloody Milk Blood Brothers. Bloody Milk Brothers.
0: Um, yeah, I also like choking, but the only time I've done it was with someone who was, like, a bit younger than my partner and I, so it felt... It almost felt wrong, like, having two people choke someone who was younger. Like, it felt like I was committing a crime, so I had to stop. I'm much younger? No, like only a couple years. (laughs) They were like 20 and I was like 23. The new queer crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jumping on this Netflix true crime Like, let's go! We're just having all sorts of spin-offs The Madeline McCain
2: documentary, and then, followed by choking younger people.
1: (laughs) Between the three of us, we're going to have a whole podcast series. I mean, I feel like we have a network
2: of like, (laughs) queer, weird podcast ideas. Oh, my God. People are like, no, please. I actually like, we've heard enough. I <laughs> was thinking of doing... I put it on my Twitter today. I was thinking of doing a Murder, She Wrote, Rewatch podcast. Oh. I am obsessed with the idea. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I don't know if, I, if I'm going to do it. But it's something that I've been obsessed with since, since I thought about it. Jessica because,
1: Fletcher. Don't we all want to I mean,
2: her? she just got back on Amazon Prime season one. And I started it from the beginning. And I was like, this is the worst show. But I'm into it so hard. <laughs> You should start you should start. I now, you know show. what I
1: have to say that I don't think I've ever seen it. My brother used to watch it. Nineteen
2: eighty four like the like year I was born that show came out. Wow. What was happening in the 80s in Hollywood? Were we that bored for content? The 80s scare me. We were talking about
1: this today. We were watching Robocop. <laughs> what a <laughs> fucked up, ter- like scary, terrible movie. It in is. our defense,
0: it was on at a bar. We wouldn't sit down to watch Robocop. Yeah. But yeah, what was going on in the 80s in I film? I mean, shit. People it's who like, were alive in the 80s, tell us. Everybody
2: <laughs> wanted to like do the future thing, but your futures were terrifying and weird. Yeah, so it was it terrifying was, like, and weird. And Body horror. windowless. And windowless. Where were all the windows? And like Blade Runner <laughs> is supposed to be this year. We don't have flying cars rough against, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously,
0: what Get the fuck? together, Blade Runner. Mm. Come on, I hold Harrison
2: Ford personally responsible. But I mean, Harrison Ford in 82 was like,
0: let's go. Oh, let's go. Take
2: me in the back of that flying car, let's yeah. do things to each other. And I will vomit on your deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if you were younger, I would choke you.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Legally, like legally choking. Like, Listen. <laughs> Jesse, stop making fun of me.
1: Jesse, enough. Jesse's the patriarchy. Jesse's in the, the corner my koala
2: couch, just falling apart laughing.
0: <laughs> Keep it together, Jesse. Be a professional. I'm oh. just tired of it. Sweet baby Jesus, this portrait you have of Michael C. Hall is just making me so excited. Aroused. I mean, Aroused, yeah. I He's, mean, is yes. he
1: in
2: an orange grove? He's Dexter. Yeah. Mm. yeah, in an drug, it's so beautiful. My brother drew it, so it's weird that you're getting eroticized by that. Oh, but- I'm. I apologize. <laughs> Elliot
1: gets eroticized by, like, most things. linoleum. It's hard to.
2: <laughs> what-, what
0: isn't hot about linoleum is what I would like to ask.
2: The linoleum itself, because it's cool usually. Yeah,
0: maybe. Like, let's let's go temperature play.
2: Whew. Cool. I'm gonna. I'm curious to see how you're gonna bring it back onto what we're talking about. And and uh, go. go.
0: We're professionals, so yeah. um, kinks are like very like politically resonant within the queer community, and it's like
2: important to fully explore our Look truths. At you with the big words. I know. Politic- how did you go from smegma to yeah. politically resonant? What the fuck? This is why I need him around. Like NPR, I would just you
1: know, like- very
0: much my flavor. Yeah. Welcome to Tiny Desk Roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> this has been NPR um okay but let's talk about maybe honesty and comedy for for your show like was your part of the reason
1: i love it so much is because you're just just so unabashedly you you're honest about everything you're honest about what turns you on you're honest Mm -hmm. about like what some shame that you experience you're Mm -hmm. honest about some anger you experience yeah, you give us the full rundown. Yeah, I mean, I like-
2: de- Well, I think, and that's partially because I do it in my bedroom and I do it, it's my show. Like, I don't have producers, I don't have a team. It's me. You and can they-
1: have Jesse. We're trying to get rid of him. Yeah,
2: <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh, well, hey, look, there's a space for you on the quality couch whenever you want. But no, because I do it in my bedroom, I do it by myself, and, like, I, I. Because there's never been content like this before, there's no one that I have to, like, oh, did they do this already? Oh, it's too hot. It's too scary. Right. And I've done show. I've done like shows within my show that are not, have nothing to do with sex. I, I did the when I was a disabled kid show like inside my podcast feed. So every now and then I'll do totally episodes that are not have nothing to do with sex and disability because I'm bored mm-hmm. and I and know it's that queer. yeah <laughs> yeah and I don't have to like I don't have to answer to anyone like people have said oh bring your podcast to a bigger network and like get it on a and I'm like no I don't want to I really genuinely like it this way because. It gives people a sense of, and I hate this word, authenticity yeah, 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 in yeah. what I do, mm-hmm, but really it does because they don't have experience with disability, and I, and I also understand my privilege though. Like I'm a white, cis, disabled guy with the privilege of speech, so there are other people who don't have my privileges and have different, totally different life experiences, so part of my job is to find those people and be like, I want to hear your story, come on the yep. show for an hour, mm-hmm. because... When I have a guest like that, two things happen. I don't have to speak, which is great. All I have to do is go, uh-huh, great, tell me more, please. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: great, tell me more, please. Yeah, it's
2: basically <laughs> that. And I get to nod my head in awe of them, but then people get, other people get to hear someone else with a different life experience, and I love that, and I also love that I'm free to tell the truth because I think when we talk about disability, we're trying so hard to be politically correct, Yeah. and I think that is a real problem with all marginalized communities I think we, ha- we need to stop being so worried about who we're going to hurt mm-hmm. and who we're going to offend because no matter what you do you're going to offend somebody mm-hmm. so just
1: and then you'll learn and yeah. not do it again yeah right? like, that's sort of like what I think of like when we were doing our podcast I was like I know I'm going to say the wrong thing I'm a stupid faggot I know I'm going to say the wrong thing <laughs> Right? You're truly, so, truly coming are. here today, even. I was like, Oh, god, I hope I don't say the wrong thing. And I was like, Okay, well, I if really I do, then do. yeah, right, <laughs> then you're gonna tell you me do. and I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Come
0: on, Tom, say the wrong thing. Oh, god,
1: now I have pressure to say the wrong thing. <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> no, I don't, I have no specific thing in mind. Um,
0: I'm curious about. Your sense of humor, was it something that you cultivated for the show, or is that just you in your everyday life? Are you this If you funny? listen
2: to different versions of the show, like there are moments where I try to be all, like, professional, like, I'm doing it, like, I'm going to talk about the show now, but if you, if I'm really, like, I, sometimes I'll record late at night, I'll do episodes late at night where I'm just here, like, bored, and it's like, hey, I'm recording a thing, I don't have any, like, I don't know what episode this will be, and that's more me. Like, mm. I, when I get really nervous about, oh my god, I have to produce a bunch of episodes, then that weird professional thing comes up. but once i start once i sit in front of the mic for a little bit and i start like just talking to the mic cuz when you do it like at least you guys do it together so you have together mm-hmm. to to riff off of when i do it usually without a guest i'm staring at my window being like hmm uh-huh. how do i turn and i like i write i write point form notes what i'm going to say mm-hmm. before i record but then i still have to find a way to make that sound fun and cool yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. how the fuck do you do that so like I like the ones, like, the ones where I had no plan was the one I recently, the one you listened to, 125. I didn't have a plan for that. I was like, I'm going to just, here we go. And then one I did where I talked about, would you shove this in my mouth, where I did, like, (laughs) you know, your favorite first date foods, and when you're disabled, talking about disability and how how a date would feed you certain foods, I had no plan for that. I just had an idea, and I ran with it. So I love Mm -hmm. just having an idea, and even if I've... Even though I've, I've, if I've said the thing in a previous episode or I've said it before, it doesn't matter because it's still true. And I, I'm really learning from doing it and also listening to other podcasts. Like, don't worry about if you said it before. Mm-hmm. Just keep on the track and do it because con- people need the content.
0: Yeah. And also, you never know when you have a listener jump on board. Like, this might be someone's first episode. It's always yeah. kind of important to tie it back around um,
2: repetition is truth.
0: Repetition is truth. Speak your truth a lot of different times. That's our well, tagline for this show. Wow, well, um, I'm curious I'm, I'm about now it.
2: understanding your sexual dynamic. It's <laughs> That's horrifying. Based um, on that interaction, let's not go back
0: <laughs> Can we? Have I know all, I said you could go in here. I'm can not we have right. a
2: side episode that is just that, please? Patreon exclusive.
0: <laughs> just us sitting naked on a couch with like a spotlight on us. Yeah, shifting
2: uncomfortably. With dicks, I'm here for. <gasps>
0: I should never have brought that yeah, up. Yeah, you brought it
2: up and now <laughs> it's, it's, it's... my fault. ...burned Ugh. in my brain. It's true. It's a repetition.
0: It's true. Oh, shit. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to catch you off guard, but do you have, like, a highlight from your podcasting career? Is there anything that's, like, fuck, that was, like, the best time
2: or, like... A highlight from my pocket. The one that I just did that hasn't come out yet. I did one with an actor. His name is Anthony Lopez. And he lives in... New York? Yeah, New York. And he has... A disability I can't remember. I did it a few weeks ago and I can't remember anything he said but he has a disability and we just had a really fun organic time and we like laughed and we were really dirty with each other and we were <laughs> flirting and it was just really fun that one I really enjoyed the one the one that I did like the first few ones where like, if you listen to the first two or three I sound ridiculous I love those ones because I didn't have this mic yet I had my Apple headphones plugged into my computer and I was like I guess I'm doing a podcast like <laughs>
1: I honestly didn't notice no that. I didn't notice either
2: no the first few were really really poorly produced um I was hooked so <laughs> I love just the guests I love the people that have said can I come on your show and I love also the Minnesotans that I've done mm-hmm. people writing me letters about their experiences and then me getting to read them those are really cool because I don't pre-read the letters I open them the yes, email and say awesome. I'm gonna read it so I the, love that. that was really those are really fun uh I just think listening to other people's experiences, other disabled people having a space to be themselves, that's really powerful. And so that makes me really, really proud when... I've had a few guests recently who've come on and said, you know, your show's changed my life. Your show gave me space to be myself. I had somebody write in recently who said, uh, I listened to your show with my ex, and I realized I have a lot of internalized ableism, and it made me cry. She listened to actually 125, which I, which I thought was a funny episode. But she cried. She was. She said, "I cried about it, and I felt weird, but it made me think." And so, thank you. And the, like getting those emails, I sit here and I go, "What the fuck have I done? <laughs> like, what is this?" It's amazing. Like, because I, ex- I don't I don't. I fucking amazing. I, I don't so expect cool. it to be what it is. Like, I don't. And I, again, getting the email from the Canadian Podcaster Awards, like that was. First of all, I didn't even know we had those. Like, what the, I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Thanks, Canada. Yeah,
2: and so like to know that I was in, that I was even nominated was like, what? Somebody listened to me enough that they were like, this guy needs to be nominated. Wow. So and then again, also like CBC saying, can we can we talk to you about your show? Again, what? CBC. <laughs> like that was amazing and like powerful. And so just to know that it's had so much reach and the people listen and then they. It actually, my silly dumb words and my stories about sucking dick and then not being and being in like dead turtle position and not being able to like move and all the things that like that has impact and that's. That blows me away.
0: Oh, yeah. Blows you away? I mean. Dutch. Sh- I'm okay. sorry. I'm going to yeah. see myself out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elliot, would, would you mind just. So, if your podcast is changing lives, I think our podcast is ruining lives, is the yeah, only way I to say that's, mean, true. Sure that's true. It's a yin and yang. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> right.
2: are, both are needed, right? We need more queer white men talking about their experiences. It's fine. It's <laughs> that's, that's what. Like, uh, we're both cis <laughs> Yeah, thank you That's diversity Oh, that's so different Wow, yeah. I'm God. <laughs> we're both oh God, tall, tall white sick.
0: cis men uh, Oh, Jesus um, well, Tall white cis f- able men for the, Thank sis you And thanks man. for the first hate mail That means we've really made it Any <laughs> time We are waiting We were waiting We're like, why yeah. doesn't anyone Why doesn't anyone think That we're
2: doing something wrong Because we
0: are Well, that's this
1: it. has really Turned a
0: corner Derailed I love the comparison Wow well,
2: Who's really me right now? <laughs> Well, I I, there, was, there was talk of railing. Who can I rail later with some? You got some bloody milk on hand. I'm done.
0: Oh. Jesse's going to stay on your on your couch. So, <coughs> bloody, bloody milk. milk. Oh.
1: Um, so we have a new gimmick for season three, and it's lightning round questions. Are, oh. Do you think you're ready for D-R, it? Yes, I'm ready. Elliot, are you ready?
0: I am so ready. I'm actually not ready. I don't have the questions. <laughs> up. Uh. So professional. Oh, I don't have my have have Jesse didn't I have him. Him. Jesse. Everything I do is your fault.
2: <laughs> wow, this poor gentleman has been so gracious and kind. No, he's the patriarchy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need something to embody the patriarchy. So just. I mean, he's
2: cute though. So I mean.
0: Yeah, the patriarchy is charming, yeah. and then it steals your things yeah. and like he's, ruins it's
1: a your life. Trickster fox. Yeah. Much like your Robin Hood. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, listen, listen. Find the gift of Robin Hood, and tell me that your child itself would not have ridden that thing. Yeah. To completion. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, you're not wrong.
0: My only thing with like cartoons that have shirts and not pants is like, how am I not supposed to be turned on by you? Like, why? Why are you wearing clothes <laughs> so on hang the on. Top? What
2: you're saying is, you like, you like Donald Duck.
0: Yeah, and Winnie the Pooh. And I can't think of any other Winnie Winnie the the Pooh. Listen, I'm just trying to find crop top dick out like animals right now, and it's hard. Donald Duck, Piglet, Piglet. Thank you. I'm the little Piglet. Uh. Mickey Mickey Mouse has a shirt. No, has pants but no shirt. So if that's your thing, then then there's an avenue. I don't. I don't.
2: (laughs) This is literally my most favorite gay podcast guessing moment (laughs) of ever find the one, the one clothing item missed
1: cartoon animal. <laughs> you you not have any more pantsless cartoons? I think you've just nailed them all, which is interesting for you. A lot of help
0: from Andrew. Thank you very much. Um, okay, lightning round. Okay. Um, i Any answer is acceptable. It doesn't yeah. need to be the answer. Because some of them
2: are kooky. Okay, yes. shall
0: I start? Yes. What is or are your pronouns? He, him, and his. Uh, what's your favorite swear word? Fuck. What's your favorite body part?
2: On me or on another person? Either one yeah. another. <sighs> Chest. Mm. On another person. On me. My smile, I think. Oh, I agree. That's a nice answer.
1: Um, what's your favorite movie?
2: French Kiss. I don't know that one. Oh, you're so young. Oh, <laughs> you <know>. Meg <laughs> Ryan, 1995. T- Kevin Klein, She goes to Paris and t- to like get her boyfriend back. And it's before she had her face botched by... Like oh. back when she was cute and like a pixie fairy before she like, Meg
0: Jesse, can you rent that movie for us real quick? Yeah, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Yeah, do it
2: absolutely. Because Kevin Klein was hot 25 years ago. Oh, yeah, Kevin true. Add him to the list. Um, favorite mythical creature? Um, dragons. Yes, I watch Game of Thrones. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's starting soon. wait? Okay. <laughs> <late. laughs>
0: we should okay. start a queer Game of Thrones spinoff podcast <laughs> with Johnny. Game, Game of Thrones. Thanos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Game of Thrones. Oh my god, gay, well,
1: gay, gay.
0: This is me podcasting.
1: Um, (laughs) Andrew, what's your
0: favorite noise? Organizing. Yes. Um, Barbara Streisand gave that answer on Inside the Actors Studio. I don't.
2: I can't. She. (sighs) Let's get
1: into it. If you need to get into it for Babs, we need (laughs) to get get it off your chest. You know what?
2: (laughs) What she just said about the Michael Jackson view thing? She's gonna be canceled, man. Wait. Like, Ty, you didn't hear what she said? No. Oh. Huh. Uh-oh. She said the the children liked it and that...
1: About was, Michael Jackson? Yeah. That the oh, children liked dear. it and that he
2: was just getting his needs met.
1: Oh, no. Sorry, who's
2: Barbara Streisand? Yeah, I don't I know mean, her. She's, I think she's canceled. Like, yeah, I've never heard of and her. And then she walked That's true, then, walked back God. her statements today being like, I'm sorry for the people that I hurt. How dare... That doesn't mean you really apologize. No. You just... You're
1: just mad that someone heard it and got mad yeah, about it. Yeah, you're a
2: celebrity. How would publicity. anyone in their
1: right mind even think that, let alone
0: say it? That's so strange. And she said it
2: publicly as who she is. It's like, oh, God. Uh, Sweet Jesus. Um, fuck. This Thanks for letting me young. know.
0: Um, celebrity crush.
2: Um, From 30 years ago, John Samos. Today, John Samos. Um, <laughs> Excellent. The guys from Supernatural. Um, oh, Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Like, and he has mental health stuff, which it means I, which I feel closer to him because of that. I don't know. Jared. So like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I
0: love it.
1: Um. Anybody who, with
2: ginger hair, like sign me up. Let's mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Ginger pubes are my favorite. Oh, ginger pubes. Hair Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. I want to pick them out of my teeth. Oh, big meaty yep. ginger dick! Yes, oh big meaty my ginger my dick.
0: <laughs> Give me that.
2: all the wet way- hey, and listen. Any gingers in Toronto who want me to suck your dick, let me know. Yeah, I'm a a little and I'm single, and I'm here. There's a lot of We're gingers waiting. in
1: my family. I am not one. Like
2: I'm like <laughs> yeah, but you I, probably I've, have like the gene in there somewhere. Yeah, so i have have the ginger like, gene. He's like- ginger adjacent. Yeah, so that's I have I, the ginger. I, I, I'd still suck your dick. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the only reason why, though, because oh, <laughs> you have ginger yeah. relatives.
1: Um, who is your queer icon?
2: I said it I said Ellen recently but also no mm. um my queer icon I think to be honest a bunch of just queer disabled people who are doing their thing I I don't want to give it to celebrity because I feel like queer I I, f- I have trouble with the way queer media right now is assigning the term queer icon to anybody who's, like, done anything for queerness. who, will, yep. And they, they do this to, like, straight celebrities. I'm like, you're not queer. Why do you – who gave you that – who assigned you that to you? Because you're not yeah. a queer mm-hmm. person. So, like, I, w- I would say queer disabled people who are out there doing it. People like um, Amy Laney is a YouTuber who does queer disability stuff. Uh, people like Ryan O'Connell who's got CP and lives in L.A. and is has a new show on Netflix coming out soon all about being queer and disabled. Um, one of the first show where a queer, where a gay disabled man is a character on TV, like that's wow. fucking awesome. Fuck yeah. So that yeah. kind of stuff I, I support more than I do like, who's my favorite like queer gay celebrity? Like mm-hmm. fuck, I, uh, no.
0: Yeah. Best answer, that was the best yeah, yeah, possible yeah. answer. Um, what do you wish you knew more about?
2: How to get fucked in the ass. Don't
1: we all? What would your friend say is your best quality?
2: I think I'm loyal to a painful fault. You know? <laughs> like, I'll be your best friend to the point where it's like, Andrew, go away. Andrew, like, you're cool, but it's too much. So, like, guys get guys, cause I get really attached. If I suck your dick, I'm I'm I imprint on your dick for life. <laughs> and I'm like, we're, I'm dick like imprint, a yeah, I'm yeah. like a baby duckling. I'm like, can uh-huh. we? I suck your dick. Can we be best friends forever? I'm, knock, knock, quack, quack. Yeah, oh pretty God. much. <laughs> quack, quack. Are you my mother? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Jesus, Um, what are you most grateful for?
2: Um, My disability. Uh,
1: What do you hate about straight culture?
2: Straight culture.
0: Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Um, What's your queer superpower?
2: Eating ass like a champ.
0: Oh yes. We align on so many things. Sit on my face. (laughs) (laughs) What's
2: your biggest queer fear? That, um, that I don't, that's a good one, that I think that I'll end up alone. Well, it used to be that, but now I'm also like, I'm happy with being alone. Like, I like being single. It used to be like, oh my god, I'm, gonna, I'm never gonna meet anybody. Now I'm like, fuck, I don't care.
0: We need that in
2: the community. <laughs> like, I think my queer fear is that the community won't ever grow up and realize that disability is a vibrant part of who we are. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of never, I would like something longer term than, hey, I sucked your dick, see you later. And I would like something that where I don't have to pay for it every time, as much as I love my sex workers and I support that. There is a small part of me that's like, I'm tired, I don't want to pay for this. I'd like you to spend an hour with me just because you genuinely wanted to. What about that? So, like, I guess I'm afraid that I'll never have that again because I've agreed to, do, to work with sex workers. I don't know. I've had... Free sex since then And I'm like Oh this is This is so horrible (laughs) (laughs) This is not good So like I guess You set the bar high Yeah Yeah, It's a fine line I guess I'm afraid That I'll never have good Free queer sex again
0: Listen listeners
2: Um What is your queer mantra? Um I sure I can't walk But I sure can Suck your dick (laughs) (laughs) Fucking perfect
0: (laughs) Fucking perfect Oh my god I love it Um So I don't want to ever end this, but to end this, we're going to ask you to look to your right and to describe Pepper, who is our mascot's child. Um, Just like, what does Pepper make you feel when you look into their eyes? What a (laughs) dear.
2: Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She feels like... (laughs) She feels like a washed-up drag queen (laughs) who's put in her time... She's she's worked the streets, Pepper. She's she's done it. She's beautiful and we love her, but girls got some history. (laughs) (laughs) She's also live your truth, Pepper. (laughs) She's also like plump, and I, I support that because she knows she got curves and she don't care. We need thick cat icons, and she will lap up your bloody milk. That's what I look at when I look at Pepper. There you go.
0: Oh, fuck oh yes. wow. You nailed Pepper to a T. Thank you. Uh, anytime.
2: Thank you so much for
0: coming on and for giving us your time. This has been perfect. Um, to all of our listeners who jumped ship from our podcast because of me <laughs> this week, I'm very, very sorry. Wow. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm absolutely not.
1: Um, Andrew, do you want to plug your handles and your podcast one more time for us?
2: Sure do. My podcast is Disability After Dark. It is on all the places. You can download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all those places. Uh, My handle on Twitter is Andrew Gerza, and the podcast handle is DisAftDarkPod on Twitter. Um, Also, I want to plug that I am the creator of the Disabled People Are Hot hashtag, hashtag Disabled People Are Hot, and I'm running a t-shirt campaign to get some shirts sold, the logo and everything. I'm also making sure that disabled people can get a shirt and have a shirt donated. So if you want to donate money to that, hit me up on PayPal. Paypal dot PayPal.me slash Andrew Gerza. Send me like twenty-five to thirty bucks, and then I'll make sure that a disabled person somewhere with low income gets to wear a shirt and feel sexy. So I think Amazing. that's fucking awesome. That's we should all we should all support that. So if you can, I appreciate it. And if you want to get a shirt, let me know via email. And I will try to get you a shirt.
0: Hey, I also just realized something. Tom and I are the most slapdash, stupid faggots. And we forgot to ask you one of the most important questions Amazing. of this season. Yep. Um, so we're going to do that right now, if that's all right. Tom, are giving me fear eyes. Yeah,
1: because I don't remember the question. <laughs> I do. Season three, yeah, right? season three is about being professional, right? Yeah, season
0: three is about professional women. Um, so the question is, what helped foster your queerness in your life?
2: Well... Fuck. Yeah, you just can take drop some time. That one yeah, right you at the can end, take as eh? long as you yeah. want to think How about. How did we go from like <laughs> smegma bloody milk, smegma bloody milk, pepper, pepper, fucking shit?
1: It was actually Pepper's question. It was Pepper's. Pepper. Question. She just <laughs> wasn't piping up. Yeah.
2: Girl, oh, speaking of dudes I want to fuck from the '80s, just so I remember it for some reason. Like Pepper triggered that memory. Tony Danza from fucking Who's the Boss? Absolutely, Absolutely. Like, let's it's a given. Go and
1: actually maybe Tony Danza still.
0: I yeah. mean... Yeah, no, I
2: would. 65-year-old Tony dances got it going on. I'm not mad. I'd I would... Let him put it in me. It's yeah, right. I'd sit on his face. I'm okay with that. I just wanted to say, oh, hey, A.O. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? to the, the boss the... you are? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> back to the seriousness of your question. Um, my disability really fostered my queerness because I'm different already. So why not fucking own that? And that's why I don't use gay. I use queer because I only sleep with men. But gay forces me to con- to be confined to to a, a really dangerous aesthetic. I'm never going to be muscular. I'm never going to have a six-pack. I'm never going to I'm never going to fit that really rigid stereotype of like look at me, I am a model. I know that. So queer allows me to like be all of be all the different things and disability allows me to like say fuck you. I don't care about your conventions. You can still suck my dick and I'm still so worthy of, of time and I'm worthy of attention. And so My disability really allowed me to play with being different and not give a fuck about it because i have tried so hard even now i'm 30 i'll be 35 next month and i'm trying to still like fit these really narrow rigid ideas of what queer of what gay is Mm -hmm. and i don't and every time i don't i get i get hurt because because gay men don't understand that i'm just like i tried to explain to somebody the other day about disabled people are hot and they were like, "Well, isn't everybody hot?" And I was like, "Oh God, Jesus Christ!" Okay, wait do all lives
1: matter, though? Yeah. Seriously? And then he was
2: like, "Isn't shouldn't we be?" And I made a joke on Facebook. I was like, "I'm disabled, and I'm better than you." And I just I put it out there, and it was just a joke. And I expect people to like laugh at it and move on. And somebody went, "I'm canceling you because your activism doesn't support everyone." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" So yeah. When the, when the gays say, like, oh, you're just a gay disabled guy, I'm like, no, I'm queer, and I'm mm-hmm. crippled, and fuck you. Yeah. Don't take it away from me. Yeah, so yeah. all of that <laughs> allows bad. me to be, all of my disability allows me to be, like, to not fall in any, any lines because I don't have to. And so the more the more I connect with my queerness and my disability, that's why, like, I'm happy to say that I'm pretty femme. I like femme stuff. I like... I would wear a dress and someone was like, oh, that, I would totally do that. And I have no shame about that. I like that you're wearing nail polish right now. Like, I, I saw that and I was like, yep, that's awesome. But like, my disabilities allow me to do that because I've tried so hard to fit this mask for mask, like bro jobby mm-hmm. thing, when really that's mm-hmm. not my jam at all.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree. Um, follow-up question to that, and you're doing so much already, but the, <laughs> the second part of that question is, um, how will you uh, continue to foster that queerness in others?
2: I try to get them to understand that disability is not a bad word. Saying I am disabled is powerful. That's why my hashtag everything I do says has a disability at the front. Not at the back, not at the mm-hmm. end, not in the middle. not a person with a disability, I am a disabled person. And so I get try I constantly bring that up with everyone because that's an identity piece. And just like how again, like how you how we all say faggot, and that's that's our thing. Mm-hmm. Same with disabled, same with cripple, same with queer. Yeah. It's mine. And you, so getting other people in my community to realize that especially people who are not just wheelchair users, people who have invisible disabilities, people, when they saw me create the hashtag, they were like, am I allowed to be a part of it? I'm yeah. disabled, but you can't see my disability. Am I allowed? And that hurt me because I was like, are we so afraid to admit the word disabled that you're literally asking me if you can join my community? So, of course, I said yes, because I have no right to say no. If you feel like you're part of that community, then join in. But mm-hmm. like. It's just so sad that we, as a, especially as a gay, a gay and queer community, we don't support each other enough to be, to be whoever we are. We're forced in, especially as queer men. Like, if I have to see another, like, yo, I don't think I'm gay, but I'm gonna suck your dick for three hours. Mm-hmm. But I'm totally straight. I'm like, no, you're not. Cause <laughs> I came down your throat and you screamed my name. So you're definitely <laughs> queer. You, maybe you're bi. Uh-huh. That's cool. Either uh-huh. way, like. Yeah. I'm not shaming you, but you stuck my dick for a good hour. Calm down, you're not straight.
0: Yeah, let's stop subscribing to this toxic
2: culture. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's just... And my disability and my, because I'm so visibly different than the average person, like, that's why I, when I walk down the street, I will, you know, I'll sing my song at the top of my lungs. I'll be whatever I want to Because I know people are already looking at me <laughs> because I'm disabled. So I'm going to give them something to look at. So yeah, I just I don't love, care. That's amazing. I just <laughs> don't Fuck care. Yes.
0: I need all of this energy in my life. <laughs> like thank that. you so much. um Those answers were beyond eloquent yeah. and everything that we could have hoped for. So thank you so much. And thanks for... Making it to the end with us and like being such a good sport about this because Tom and I are like cute and getting back into things, so I really appreciate
2: it. That's amazing. i it's just such a pleasure. To, like, it's so nice to have, first of all, to have a local podcast crew like group come to me and say, Can we do we want you on our show? Because usually it's people from like the state saying, yeah. Hey, or me like being like, Hi, I'm a podcaster. Can I come on your show and get some exposure? Because I need yeah. my show to keep going, can you, So it's nice to have like a local indie like group of especially it's a queer podcast so it's not just Mm -hmm. andrew continually talking Mm -hmm. about disability it's like that and also i can laugh about being queer in a space with other queer people who get what dick sucking is like Mm -hmm. and i don't have to like explain that to a group
0: Mm. and we can talk about tony danza i mean
2: (sighs) pull up those stills from who's the boss and i get like (laughs) fuck (laughs) call me (laughs) Alyssa milano oh Alyssa. um
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, we could keep this going forever. We need no, to wrap this up. Um, to our listeners, no. we're so happy um, to be back. We're so happy that you've tuned in. Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to both this podcast and to Disability After Dark. Those reviews really fucking help us. Drop all of us an email. Let us know what you thought about it. Let us know if you have any ideas for the future. Um, and if you hate me, please tell me. It might be my kink, but I really want Elliot. you to hate me. What I am you? Sending, <laughs>
2: I'm sending game. an email right now. <laughs>
0: Start weeping. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Elliot, for that um, for
2: that allowance permission yeah. to <laughs> yes. tell you the real truth. You're an asshole. You're such a Six hundred uh, <laughs> emails immediately.
0: Um, so without further
2: a, Again,
1: queer, a queer a queer a queer
2: a
0: queer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, and bye. Do Do you Do you
3: Do you Do you